With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I would have to try to put this in the middle. Let's see what I'm wondering. Kind of get in the middle. We're getting these kind of close. Move the ball a little bit. Alright, so yeah, let's just get a quick check on the mic just to make sure I don't have to hook it up into it. Check one, two. Check, check, one, two. Go ahead and say something. Check, check. Check, check, one, check. two. So, yeah, check. Check, one, two. Check, check, one, two. Check, check. Check, check, one, two. So, yeah, check. Check, check, 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 check.
when that mixer ain't on, is it? No. no. It's not bad. I'll probably be able to. <laughs> you can be off camera the whole time. The guy he said he, he said he's camera shy, so it's just gonna be me. <laughs> he's actually right here though. <laughs> I'll just do my little intro by myself and then bring you in with that. Okay, so that even looks different too, so I just can't. All right, ready? Yeah. <clears throat> we'll say a prayer for you. Today. Father, thank you for your love, God, for your peace, bringing us here tonight, God. I just pray that uh, you give us some understanding tonight, that we can grow together in unity of the faith, and uh, uh, that throughout our conversation, God, that you'll be glorified, and uh, we'll bring some understanding to people who are searching, people who are looking for truth. And I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you... Uh, lead us here for a reason, and it's not going to fall upon deaf ears. I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. <coughs> All right, here we go. Yeah, I'm so used to pulling the mic. So. <laughs> so, okay.
Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, True Seeker. This is the True Seeker Podcast. Thank you all for joining me, whatever platform you're listening to this on. If you're listening live right now on YouTube and the chat's open to you and you're a part of that whole thing, thank you for listening. Some people consume this on the podcast then. I think the majority of the people listen to this on the podcast. Hello. Thank you for joining us here again with another episode. Got another cool discussion. I got a friend of mine who's joining me here tonight in studio. So it's one of those episodes. I got a couple in studio shows under my belt. Those are always uh, fun. The conversations uh, tends to be a little bit different because you're actually in the same room with the person. The energy is different and uh, there's no delay and there's no lag in conversation and cutting people off and things like that sometimes. So uh, I'm excited about this tonight. Um, I'll be joined with my friend Kenny Rideout. He's going to join me here shortly. Um, I want to say a huge thank you to everybody supporting my work on Patreon. Uh, everybody supporting over at patreon.com backslash truthseeker. Um, you guys have found some value in what I do and what I bring to the table. And uh, I'm so grateful that you guys uh, support um, financially your hard-earned money that you believe in what I'm doing and you want to keep me doing this. So I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. If you want to support what I'm doing and you get all types of cool perks and freebies and awards and all kind of stuff like that, head on over to patreon.com backslash truthseeker. Um, you get extra podcast episodes. You get... Um, unreleased music i'm working on a new album that's almost done but the songs that i am done with they're already up there uh every time i get done with a song i I upload it straight to patreon so head on over there check out what we're doing also thursday nights which uh it's going really good the school of the mystics is something that we just rolled out so this is kind of like uh the tangible way for us to interact as a community there's a bunch of people out there just like you you're not alone. Many people listen to this and they feel like this is their church every, every week, throughout the week, whatever, like people look forward to these shows and they feel a sense of fellowship and we've never even spoke before. Well, just know that there's a lot of other people out there just like you, man. And uh, on Thursday nights, we connect, we're doing a course together. This is the uh, basic keys to prophetic ministry. Uh, and uh, it's gone really good learning how to walk in the spirit, learning how to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you and through you for other people around you. Many of you guys listening are already empathic. You already go to Walmart, you go out in public and you feel all types of energies. You, you think you can feel what people are going through and uh, you don't know what to do with it. Well, this is a safe environment for us on Thursday nights to kind of step out in faith and see what God will do. And it's a safe place. Uh, nobody's wrong. And uh, there's always grace there for us to learn and move in the gifts that God has brought us to. So Thursday nights, School of the Mystics, Head on over to truthsticker.com. Uh, patrons, you're able to be a part of that. Even if you're just given a dollar a month, whatever, anything helps. So patreon.com backslash truthseeker or truthseeker.com. All the info's there. Thank you guys for supporting my work. The new album's almost done. Got an album release party coming up April the 20th. It's going to be the official release date. I'm doing a concert. It's going to be a house party. The concert is free. So if anybody wants to travel from out of state, you don't have to worry about trying to uh, purchase a ticket to the concert or to the event. Um, The event is free. So you can uh, come up here and hang out with us. we got friends driving in from um, Orlando, Florida. It's going to be over eight hours to get here to be a part of this event. So uh, if you guys want to do it, man, uh, it'd be awesome to hang out with me on this special day. So with that being said, thank you guys for supporting my work. I'm going to say it as many times as I can. The new album, like I said, is almost done. The thank you credits, it's just going to be your name. The, uh, everybody who's been supporting my work and uh, 
Tonight, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Kenny Rideout. Kenny is also a patron. This guy believes in my work. He knows me. He, he uh, The scripture says to know them that labor among you, and uh, he, he's been here with me for a very long time, and uh, him and his family support my work, too. So thank you so much, man, for believing in me, man. Welcome to the show, brother. You're welcome. We wouldn't support you if we didn't believe in you. We'll say this. <laughs> sometimes, and you're not alone, sometimes he doesn't believe in uh, some of the guests I have on, you know, mm-hmm. so he got but questions. <laughs> <laughs> he always says, you know what? I don't know about that Jordan Maxwell guy. I don't know about James Gilliland, but I believe in you, Trusty, and I see the vision. I see the goal, man. So th- you're not alone. There's a lot of people. <laughs> trust me, I'm, I'm go, I go back and forth with those people on social media, man, trying yeah. to explain myself and what my intentions are and stuff. So thank you for what you do, man, supporting well, me and, and your family. So. Kind of why I, I wanted to be here um, with you to, to do this, you know, because I know – with the the guests that you have on and everybody's got questions and, and you know sometimes we forget to just look at the bible look back at the bible and you're always pointing people back at the bible and back at jesus and um you know it's it's important that everybody knows where your foundation is and where you're you know what what you're actually building your faith on instead of just the individual thing that you believe in you know what i mean yeah i try to do it strategically like, so because this isn't a Christian show, you know what I'm right. saying? I don't. You listen to sure. to the intro. There's a bunch of Christians who listen. You know what I'm saying? The intro should like <laughs> freak you out if you're not into that stuff. If you're not into the discussion of aliens, <coughs> ESP, psychic <laughs> abilities, you should probably turn back now. That's the disclaimer, essentially. Um, but there's a lot of baby Christians who listen, and some of the stuff we talk about may seem deep it's deep for some people depending on what level you are maybe some things that are deep should be elementary stuff there's definitely that going on like uh um you know grown men drinking milk in the churches and stuff like that and i think that that's why some of some of the conversations we have here intrigues people um because they're looking for some some more deeper intellectual conversation that let's face it uh, you know you're discouraged from having in churches i've been in churches where we're having um, not heated debates, but we're, the, the discussion is starting with other members of the church or elders, and then the pastor will be like, hey, y'all quit talking about that. I'm like, what? We're just, like, mm-hmm. we're having a friendly discussion. Like, we've got to iron sharpens iron, to say the least, you know? Mm-hmm. So to, to have a platform and a, and a place where people can come together to do that, um, it's growing. I mean, rather this than somewhere else right rather mm-hmm. than the, the christians who have the questions going to you know a jordan, jordan maxwell, maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> which you know there's that you know there's there's that because uh you know many there's people there's a lot of truth in what he said yeah like he's just yeah. you know fallen to for the same lies that humans have fallen for since the beginning of time yeah well it comes it comes i mean with with the platform i mean i i get it all the time you know the baby Christians who listen to your show, I don't think there's many baby Christians who listen to my show, but, <laughs> but the baby Christians who listen to your show are now going to go check out Jordan Maxwell. That's true. I have to deal with that. They're, those are the repercussions, definitely. Mm-hmm. That could be bad. Really could be bad. But the the, the, the where this show is founded upon uh, of unity, walking with people, and me infiltrating their following. Yeah. Uh, the biggest shows I've done have been Jordan Maxwell. Um you know, and so you have, let's just say, on the on the YouTube end, uh, sixty thousand people 
um, who have no idea about me, about my faith, about what I believe, but they love Jordan Maxwell and they tune in to this random guy, truth seeker, this mm-hmm. random guy. Um, and now, you know, they, they hear my story. Jordan Maxwell's off the show. I kind of share, I kind of straighten up some things and, and, and bring some things to the light. And, um, and that's, and, and I, and essentially a lot of times pray at the end of the episodes. Um, and I've gotten those messages where people are touched. They're watching a, a show about sure. esoteric knowledge and mysticism. Truth seeker prays at the end. They encounter the living God at the end of a alien episode. Sure. That's what it's about, man. Yeah. And you see that. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody does. <laughs> you know, it's not, I, we, you know, we don't we talk a lot about um not needing the approval of, of others and, and living for their approval. If you live for their approval, you'll die at their rejection, knowing who you are in Christ. And so, I'm able to, with the grace, to go out and build on top of this stuff. And so I think that kind of leads us to what you wanted to get into tonight, a foundation. What does a foundation mean? Um, the weird thing is, like, every uh, when I approach everything, when I approach the controversial stuff, tarot cards, mushrooms, aliens, whatever the case is, like, it's upon the foundation of Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior of me walking hand in hand with him daily. Uh, when the when the cameras are off, like that's the that's when it really counts. Absolutely. You can say anything when these cameras cut on, but that's my foundation. Not everybody knows that. I have to kind of re-explain that to the new guest. Um, so mm-hmm. when people hear me talking about that, I don't I don't think I have to like relate the foundation every time. I'm building right. up upon that. So right. what would you say about how important is a foundation? Um, well, from what is your foundation? You know from, what I'm saying. You know, even from the Bible, um, the foundation, the the story Jesus told of, about the wise man who built his foundation on the rock, and the foolish man that built his foundation on the sand. And you know, when the storm comes, the weak foundation house falls. And that's just you know that's yeah. If I hadn't had such a, a belief in God, you know, a few months ago. Our house burned down to the ground, lost every last little thing. Um, and that storm could have been enough to, to make somebody's faith house fall. But I'm not going to let it because my foundation was strong. I know I don't understand why it happened. And that doesn't matter because I know that God's got my back. God's, you know, what it's about. <laughs> You're going to be tested in your faith. And um, you got to be careful how you build your faith because, um, I mean, if it's weak in any one area, that's where the devil's going to come. Yeah. Um, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And it's good. Like, it's a good, it's mm-hmm. healthy, yeah. right? Because we've built th- things. We've uh, latched on to things. We've let people ride our coattails or, or walk hand in hand with people who uh who weren't supposed to be there and they sometimes they could be shaken off of us man even like a dog shaking off its fleas man yeah you know what i'm saying like the foundations will be shaken and so that foundation which is christ which is the solid rock um we you know there's i'm saying a mouthful when i just say jesus jesus is the foundation right. that's, that's just not just the name that's like lot. that's like that's... My, my whole past what it means, <laughs> what it meant then, and what it means now, of the love of Christ, 
shed abroad in our our hearts, the the morning star. Like it, it's so deep now, and you keep growing in your revelation. He's not just your Lord, or He's not just your Savior. He's not just Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Like that foundation is so much. And in Everything. these conversations, not everybody gets that. So we have to kind of restore the foundations or, or, or uh, you know, represent them because uh, mm-hmm. pe- people don't know. And it, it's key. Um, I'm thankful that uh, that what I do, I, I'm, I am tactful um, with it. And there's so many people who have come to, to faith in Christ and, uh, and, you know, I'm saying the love of Jesus uh, through what we're doing here and not even know that that's what they're getting into um so with dealing with the foundation man everything you can build you can build upon it it's going to be shaken it's essentially like the wood hay and stubble everything that we put on the jewelry your garments the bible talks about like having a garment of praise and mm-hmm. of, of having like these garments of filthy rags and things and these different analogies throughout the scripture um that they're going to be burnt you're going to be tried with fire and so the only thing that's going to last is the gold and the precious jewels and the gems. And, and those are the things that are built upon the beautiful foundation of, of Christ that, that won't, won't waver. If your foundation is something else, or if it's built on, on, on the seashore, you know what I'm saying? When the, when the moon is right and the high tide comes in, it's going to wash out that foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, many people fall in the church hurt and they leave God because that's their right. pastor sinned or their pastor ran off with a woman <laughs> things like that so i would hope that they at least had the strong foundation that jesus did die for their sins and you know i know the church hurt but hopefully they're not jesus hurt because it wasn't you know when jesus that did it it was a man that yeah that that shows you what people have their faith in when we talk about church hurt and people like people like to throw that term around by somebody who doesn't fit in or somebody who's like stepped away from that they say your church hurt or whatever i think that's a process i think everybody has to go through that mm-hmm. of whatever church hurt or rejection <laughs> just like jesus had to go through it We've you know what i'm saying even, even <laughs> people by the ones he loved you know i still we still go through it you know i've been kicked out of a few churches in mobile yeah <laughs> sorry i can't yep. help it uh tom tom morello from um rage against the machine says uh if you don't have a rap sheet you're not doing god's will like if you don't have some type of record where you're you know, causing some type of anarchy, even in a, a place like a church or whatever the case is, you're not doing sure. doing God's will. Sure. But um, it shows you who that who your faith is in. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a situation and the pastor falls away from God, or pastor leaves and goes to another church because he got a new wife, and you you lose your faith in God. Well, that shows who you had your faith in, yeah. and that's a good shaking. Like you should be you should be shaken. There's a lot of people who are just like in those buildings. Um, just to be there their to kind of in the building, or their faith in the preacher, or their faith in, in the community, like the empty words that are just being said to fill the collection plate. And I hate to say it, but a lot of churches. Yeah. And <laughs> yep. And it's 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 really weird when it when it comes down to that. But um, what what is your foundation, man? We're talking about foundation in general. Just give a little bit of background of like your story, where you come from, and how you was able to build your firm foundation? Well, um, it was a long journey. I've been in church my whole life. Um, shortly after I started going to college, um, I pretty much stopped going to church. Uh, I know that happens to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Was it the professors uh, or the partying or what? Well, it was, you know, I'd see those things. I'd see the the humans in the church not really being who they told me I should be. And, you know, um, it wasn't all of them. I had some great examples, but then there's some other examples that weren't so great. And then my friends, you know, they can bring it down (laughs) real quick. Some, Some of them really just. Um, weren't Christians and thought all that was stupid and you know those were the cool kids to me that I wanted to hang out with so that's definitely going to influence you um, and I don't know I just um, <laughs> life was rough went through two divorces um, and I still believed in God the whole time but it's more like I was mad at him or something mad at you know um, the way my life was turning out not realizing that it's because of decisions I made not because of God um, because he he gave me every chance to succeed and I didn't take half of them Um, but after the second divorce and moving down um, to Alabama I (laughs) was trying to find the bottom of a bottle um, for probably about two years and I'm probably lucky to be alive. I probably did more drunk driving in those two years than I did sober driving. Wow. Um, But then I met my wife, believe it or not, and I just, God kept showing me, because I still talked to God, even mad at him, drunk as I was, I still believed in God and, and believed that he created the world, and it wasn't evolution. First of all, that's a... <laughs> big foundation I want to touch on later, but um, he he just has this way, this supernatural way of pointing little tiny things out to you about one person that remind you of everybody in your whole life. Um, actually, <laughs> when I was a kid, I had recurring dreams of just a, a face, and I didn't really know what it was or anything. Well, um, it turns out that was actually my wife's face. And when that hit me, that was a shock. I mean, I, <laughs> not lying, you can tell. <laughs> I can feel the, the, the spirit on me right now. Um, but it's little things like that that, you know, I know that God can tell people the future for sure. Absolutely. I, I know that there are things out there that we can't all see. Some people can't, I and mean, that's in the Bible too. Um, I know that there's things that we're just not supposed to understand, and we have to be okay with that at some point. <laughs> um, because don't tell me that. <laughs> Figure yeah, I mean, out how the universe works, how the, <laughs> how the angels travel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what technology they use? Yeah. Well, what about even any technology? It's, it's you know God's creation. Who are we to tell Him how it's made? You know. Um, but I know it, it was just the little things like that. And then I really started studying the Bible and I really, yeah. Cause you, I remember when, when I met you, it was, it wasn't long after I'd started really, really studying but it was definitely more from a, of an intellectual, uh, of phase of, of knowing, of wanting to know the, the scriptures from, 
you know, gnosis standpoint and know what you believe and know why you believe it. Yeah. And we were there too. You know, me, I say we, me and Anthony, when, when we met, you know, we've yeah. given ourselves over just to studying. And that's what like leads you to have problems in church when you read your Bible. Yeah. Like I tell, I have friends who are gung ho, they're evangelists, they're leading the lost. And I told them years ago, I said, bro, if you want to keep doing what you're doing and minister, but you gotta, you gotta quit reading that Bible. You gotta quit reading. You quit, gotta quit studying it. If you keep studying it, you're gonna find mm-hmm. out that most of the stuff you're entertaining and putting up with these people, it's not in there, bro. Like this stuff that they're founded on in the West, it's not, not scriptural, dude. And it's a lot of it's demonic. Mm-hmm. They'll call what I would do, like talking about aliens, call it demonic, but yet tricking people to give you money and like <laughs> sure. telling them that God's gonna <laughs> curse them if they're not tithing. That's okay. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like the foundations of that and the foundations of your faith, man, for me, just really quick. Um, when I got born again, it was at a home meeting at somebody's house. And I, somebody asked me, Hey, do you want to ask, do you want Jesus to forgive you of your sins at a home meeting where everybody's worshiping? It was totally new to me. I never been to anything like it. They looked very peaceful. They had their eyes closed, hands lifted. Um, singing, cry. Some of them were crying. It just looked really blissful. I didn't understand it. I said, "You want Jesus to forgive you of your sin?" I was like, "Yeah." Like, I don't want him not to forgive me. Who do you think you're talking? Like, no, I don't want him to forgive me. I'm taking my sins with. Like, I was just vulnerable at the time. I said, "Yeah, I would love for him to forgive me." I did a lot of dirt at the age of 13. You know, um, I did a lot of bad stuff and uh, and and needed guidance. So I said that prayer. You know, I asked Jesus to come into my life and change me. And, and made him Lord of my life at that moment. Uh, the Holy Spirit came upon me. I started to tremble and cry and shake, and my body started to convulse. I started to burn with, like, this fervent, hot heat that felt really good, felt euphoric, felt like a drug, um, but it went through and it cleansed out all mm-hmm. the wrong that I had ever done. Even the stuff I didn't know I was carrying, like baggage and weight, it burnt it all off, yeah. all-consuming fire, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. And... um. And I was changed when I was 13. That happened to me. And um, then we would go and have prayer meetings. We, we would go to church, and then we'd go have prayer meetings back at the same place or somebody else's house. And it was like that all the time. I'm mm-hmm. beckoning, look, you got to come. You got to come. Like, all my druggy friends are like, look, I got the perfect drug. His name's Jesus, man. Like, it, that, that was my foundation. We would go to church, and we'd have a good time at church worshiping the mu- live music. But we couldn't wait to leave church to go to the home meetings for us to get in and pray and lay hands on people and other people who have never felt that power and that love of God, they were able, it was something you can impart to people, lay hands on them and they received that fire and that love. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's my foundations praying and early and, and doing that. And like throughout the week and, you know, in church all the time. And then you find out that like, like that's my foundation. And then we go to church to try to recreate this encounter with the living God. Mm-hmm. And we feel like we connect it to church and we go to church to recreate it or to continue the journey with that God or that power. And we learn dogma. We learn stuff that's not in the Bible. We learn religion. We learn Christianese. We learn so much stuff. And so essentially you put off one vice or one thing that's killing you, whether you get set free from drugs and alcohol or religion, well, not religion, drugs and alcohol, you put that stuff down, but you pick up religion. You become a Pharisee without even knowing it. 
You know what I'm saying? And so that's my foundation. That's why that's always been the plumb line. That's always been the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Faith in Jesus, baptism of the Holy Ghost, change your life. Let's do it every week. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. And you go to places where they don't like that. They speak against that. Mm-hmm. You're not the pastor. You can't pray for people. Yeah. And the pastor, and when you do pray for people and stuff happens, there's certain people where you separate yourself long enough, you receive fire from heaven and you can go out and do miracles and walk like Jesus walked, right? The pastors don't have that no more. They get jealous. What's God using Kenny? You know, and now everybody's asking Kenny for prayer. It's supposed to be coming for me. And it gets into a lot of weird stuff that you're able to see. And and uh, all of that's on top of your foundation. It's not like it's supposed to be there or it's legit. It's Christianity right. as we know it or as we've known it. You like that's, But it's not it's not Jesus, you know? All that's on top of the foundation. So that's why, like, I've never – when my eyes weren't open and I was just a brand-new believer, yeah, whatever you told me, I believed you. I mean, I believed that the government had my best interest in mind. Like, whatever you <laughs> – I was just naive, like any child. Sure. I think Jesus went through the same thing. Like, Jesus went to the temple, and he was dealing with the money changers and all that stuff. Yeah. But one day, he woke up. He's like, man, these people stealing from y'all. These people are taking your money and demanding cheap sacrifice. He flipped the tables and whooped them and beat everybody, man. And he was he grew up with these people. He's been around them people his whole life. But it was just when something happened, you're able to see, like, man, this is what the scriptures are talking about. Maybe when you become more aware of the scriptures and, and trying to line up stuff, you know, I think it all comes from a place of innocence of all the exploration, even mine, how deep we go. And it comes from a place of innocence of wanting to be more Christ-like and wanting to have what they had in the Bible. And I think, you know, I think Jesus did that on that particular day at that feast because it was the biggest feast of the year. I, I think that he wasn't, he wasn't in Jerusalem all that often, um, especially not growing up. And that was like at the beginning of his ministry, pretty much kind of marked the beginning of his ministry. And I don't know that it's the first time that he's ever seen Jerusalem, but I know that he only did what God told him to do when God told him to. He is God in the body, and he knew exactly when the perfect time to do that would be. And he had to do that because of he's calling the whole foundations of their religion wrong. They're basing it on money again. They're doing everything. At the time, there was a separate book that was put above the Torah that was the law of the um, Pharisees, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember what it was called now. They had the Septuagint, and then there was a It wasn't the Torah, Torah, but it was the Tanakh. Tanakh, And they put more authority in that, which contradicted the Bible a lot. So he was, he was, he didn't come to make peace, but he didn't, um, he didn't come to make it all in right away either. There's still stuff he had to do, but, um. That was. A necessary action at the perfect time. And so I think that we're about due for something like that <laughs> in America. I really do. I think we, ha- we kind of got it. We had it. 
think we had it, man. At the end of, you know, and I'm, I'll, I'll say it like this because, um, you know, <laughs> coming up in the church, there was all like, this persecution's coming to America. We're going to be persecuted for being Christians and you're not going to be able to pray in schools and, you know, all of this stuff. And they would always prophesy. Now we believe it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, don't, it's, don't it it's I know, but it's here now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, a form of it. At the end, like, I, I didn't have nothing against Obama. And I try not to get into politics because I understand the circus of what it is and to make us fight and choose sides that stuff that they, they script this stuff. Many people are actors, mm-hmm. man, you know. Absolutely. But, um, but I did see the stuff that they passed at the very end of Obama's presidency. It got really weird, man, with the whole mm-hmm. – what. Now, it's nothing against gays. I had I had, a, I had a homosexual on the show the other day, but the whole, you know what I'm saying, gay marriage thing, like they swept that in, tra- the transgender, the, the, the bathroom issues, yeah. and, and then it, it brought in, it's like a Trojan horse at the very end. Uh, Trump is a, like Trump and is, is a cry from the uh, Republicans and the conservatives, like, hey, we got to stop this. Like they brought all that stuff in fast at the very end, man, and it freaked everybody out. You know what I'm saying, and uh, I and and there was some some type of persecution, uh, you know what I'm saying, going on for you to be conservative or be against that. You know what I'm saying. If you're against it, you're a bigot, you're you know, a racist or whatever the case is. You know, um, so there there is some persecution as far as that's concerned. From what we've seen, there's something going on. But I think now that Trump's in office and Things have kind of calmed down for the conservative side. Mm. I don't know if I can still say that. People get mad when we say that. <laughs> well, I mean, that Christians are under attack. White. They're still showing us the news yeah. that they want us to see. Yeah. I mean, there's there's things happening all over the world that um, nobody knows about, and it's only what it's only what they want you to see. They only tell you what they it, like Hitler said. Um, if you can write history, you can change the world or uh, yeah. change the youth and make them believe that they don't even care about us. They're going after our kids. Man. Yeah. They're trying oh, yeah. to yeah. teach our kids what they want them to know so that their country will be – Change the narrative. Right. Make all the changes happen that they want to push that <laughs> are just killing – the country, killing the spirit of America, killing, rewriting history. Yeah, it's it's really history is at the at the hands of the person telling it. His story. That's right. Like it's two sides it's to every told story. Told by the winners. <laughs> You're right. The people who lost, they can't tell you. Like they can't tell you what happened to them. Yep. And and we we could just see that by looking back at history and just looking at the things that were right. You know, some things are being fixed. I think we look at slavery and like. Yeah. How that was just like in the in the media. There's cartoons that promote slavery and, and bigotry and stuff that were acceptable and um, torture and weird stuff that was okay to the consciousness of those people. Yeah, like they were okay with it. You spoke out against that, you were a heretic. You know what I'm saying? That pretty much. You know, you can't. You have to go along with it. So we're in weird times. I say that much. Is this people? Someone says that. This is the greatest time to be alive. Um, very interesting, you know, what, what's going on. Um, well, it is a great time to be alive because we get to see the Bible unfold before us. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's playing out, man. Um, 
I don't I mean, I tried to get into <laughs> politics <laughs> and stuff and reasoning and stuff yeah. and I try to find common ground with all men. Sure. And uh and being a fence, you know, and it doesn't matter. I try to get yeah, a fight. Yeah, anyway. not over nothing that, that I can't change. Sure. Or you know what I'm saying? I can't change that. What I'm gonna do about that? Mm-hmm. I could just I can, you know, I could be an example. I can uh um try to respond with grace and peace towards every situation, but as far as like a lot of that stuff, I'm not saying that you can't change it, but as far as what I'm here to do, um, that's not my fight. My fight's right. not to debate you if, if uh, Obama is really a homosexual and <laughs> the conspiracy theories and stuff, you know, and now, politics. I believe a lot of conspiracy <laughs> theories, but then there's some other things that yeah. shouldn't even be in the same category because they're tabloid news. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're cracking down on uh, conspiracies on YouTube now, supposedly. Now that it's out in the light, but they yeah. they like were catering to conspiracies because it keeps you on YouTube longer. Yeah. Like they did a study that the conspiracy research and all that stuff keeps people engaged, and some of the stuff these these people are entertaining is dangerous. For one, um, I'm I'm for I'm not for conspiracy theories. Like promoting them, some of them are dangerous and wicked. For the most part, you know, if somebody's children child dies. And you're saying, no, your child didn't die. Your child's an actor. And you're going on YouTube, like, making videos and rants saying that. That's mm-hmm. really offensive, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I've I've had shows talking about that. But um, but if you're right and you find them to be actors, then you're a hero. Right. But then again, you still don't change nothing. Like, no. what are you actually you changing that you proved it? What are you doing? Like, doesn't change anything. Hopefully, if anything, you open their eyes, open everybody's eyes. So the next time they do it again, you'll see through it. That's yeah. the only thing you can even hope to do. I think that's happening. It's happening for me. Yeah. Not to be led down that road, you know what I'm saying? Because I know how evil they are. I know how wicked they can be. So there's nothing like, bro, did you know that they did this? And, like, you want to do videos and research and stuff. It's like, nah. Like, like, like you know, I I don't know how many shootings happen in America, but I know that even if the only ones they show on the news are the ones that happen, it seems to happen to a lot of kids. <laughs> and it seems like they're just trying to scare people in the news to giving up their guns, giving up your protection, giving up your freedoms. If we're free people, then we don't need so many rules to tell us what to do, you know? And I think that's a lot of what Jesus came back for against the Pharisees too. They've just, Piling more and more rules, you can't even live anymore. That's, mm-hmm. that's the point where society just needs to collapse. Maybe so it can start over, and everybody can kind of be on level ground again. Maybe part of my passiveness—it's not—I'm not passive, but passiveness to like fight them and overthrow them and change the laws and vote and rally and protest. Maybe the passiveness from that is kind of like that I have is from like Jesus. You know, we have like Peter, they're ready to go to war. They're ready yeah. like to go to go fight and overthrow the Roman Empire and, and and they thought they had a leader that could rally the people to do that. And um and Jesus wasn't about that. Like, you know, he could have, he definitely could have. This man would show up to teach and five thousand people show up. You know? Because you make a bigger impression on one person one on one than you do a million people from a podium. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely understood that, man. We're talking about the government of 12 and um, just dealing with 
he had his 12 disciples that he poured into and he taught them and he supped with them and he ate with them. And then he sent them out to go get 12 more mm-hmm. and to do the same thing and teach them. You can't, te- you can't pour into 10,000 people. You can't pour into, right. shoot, it's hard to do 12, <laughs> 12, you know, well, that's a big number, but to have a huge group of people that you're mentoring and pouring into, it is hard. So when you have a tight knit group of people like the, 12 they kept that kept it at that number that whether that's how many people you can commit to or whatever it was special about that number um that just kind of goes to show you that uh that he he cared about relationships and then they it worked like they changed the world you mm-hmm. know those 12 went on and did their thing and it just kept discipling discipleship makes disciples <laughs> and you create disciples who make disciples and go out and uh, and fulfill a great commission and, and change the world and uh, we're here because of that you know, yeah. you know, you can make um, a bigger change in the world. Just sharing your faith every day with strangers than any politician could in his whole career yeah. of being a politician. And they, they, the politics is just, a, like you said, it's a device that they use to divide us. And we need to come together as people, individuals living around each other, come get to know the people you know that you live close to and affect their life and change your surroundings. Mm -hmm. If you want the world to be better, the only world that really matters to me, not to be rude or anything, but the only world that affects me is the world around me that I see. Yeah, that is your world. It's your reality. I do care what's happening in Israel. I do care what's happening in other parts of the world, but as far as whether or not it personally affects me, no, it doesn't. It doesn't affect me at all. And um, there's nothing I can do about it, so why worry about it? I just pray to God that he has sent the right people. Well, then people the right will, you know, people will come along, come along and say, well, there's stuff you could do about it. You know, rally, <laughs> sign this petition, show up at the White House with us. Yeah. And, and the time that I'm spending doing that, I could be helping people. Exactly, in man. Exactly. Yeah. And there, there's a story, man, um, and I'm probably going to butcher it. I wish I would learn this story, but essentially the story is a, of a of a young man who wanted to change the world. So he did everything he could. He lived his life. He's trying to change the world. He couldn't change the world. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to change the country. Let me do what I can to change the country. He wasn't successful at that. But let me just try to, uh, you know, change my state. Let me go to the senators and protest mm-hmm. and stuff and change the state. Bah, 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 bah. Um, couldn't do that. So then he changes his, tries to change his city. Can't do it. Family, friends couldn't do it. So it's like, you know what? Let me just change myself. And if he would have started from the beginning, says, so look, let me just change myself. And then you changing yourself, working on working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, uh, doing a great commission. Each one, teach one, change the world. You change yourself, then you're able to commune with people in your day-to-day, change the people who, who you communicate with, change your friends' lives, your family's lives. They go, oh, then go out, you're able to change the city, then you're able to reach a larger audience, change the uh, the uh, senators and congressmen, mayors, yeah. state, yes, country, right. and you change the world. Local. You're only you going to change somebody you know well, personally. Jesus said that, right? You know the quote, right? Um, what he said about uh, changing who to go to, like when he sent the Great Commission, he told him to go to a certain people. 
Oh, go to anybody that allows your peace to rest on their house. That, but he said, uh, go to uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and and then the ends of the world. So he's like, start here, Mm -hmm. get a little bit broader, bigger, and then the ends of the world. So start here. Don't like, there's so many people that are like, man, I want to go to, I want to go to, uh, you know, another country or to change Israel, go to Pakistan or wherever the case is and, and help those people. And those are good things. Those are good things, good but things. we gotta we can't forget about these people here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Our homeless people, our our people right. on drugs, the teenagers that need somebody to talk to, like the practical stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um that's we ha- we we can't o- we can't overlook where we are. Like this is the mission field. Like go out. I think it's most when you important go out. for us to get to know the kids in our area because change the kids and you change the future. Yeah. You guys do a lot with that, you and your wife Allie, if you want to talk about what she does, I'm gonna um, speak for her a little uh, bit. Try to. I don't. She works a lot with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> the youth. Yeah, there's, there's always kids in our house. And, and we love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a heart for kids and outreach. They put on uh, a lot of outreaches and stuff in the community and feeding the homeless and doing all kind of cool stuff over the years. So. That's the ministry, yeah. man, the real deal. And like you said, de- dealing with the kids. Um, You're going to de- be religious about anything. Yeah. Feed the homeless. Something that and, works. And, and uh, take care of the orphans and, and the, widows. the widows. And the orphans and widows are the fatherless of the generation. You know what I'm saying? People who don't you know, don't have dads, you know? Like uh, the fatherless, you know, care about those people. And uh, that's real religion. And they're not far. They're everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, so when you um you got into more of like uh philos- no, I wouldn't say philosophical, but more <laughs> of the like uh book smart end of your faith. Okay. Did you like and you've always been in church, but did you have was there like a like a come to Jesus moment for you at any moment? Like like I, I Everybody's experience is different, but mine was crazy. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I came to Jesus and fire and crying. It's not coming out my nose. And, you know, <laughs> no. had to, it was totally spiritual. You know what I'm saying? But did you uh, have any? I did. And like that? Um, I thought I was supposed to go to Africa and be a missionary. Yeah. God, no, no. to Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But, uh, God had other plans, and, and um, that's okay because, you know, work he wants me to do anyway. Um, <laughs> so I did have a moment like that. I can't really pinpoint it to any, anything specific, yeah. but it was church. Just, it was like um, on fire church. Well, um, me and my wife, we had gotten married and, and I was studying the Bible more and, and drinking less. I still hadn't quit all the way, but, um, one new year's Eve, we went to a church. Or not uh, New Year's Day. Yeah, went to a, a church that uh, that Sunday. I think it actually was on a Sunday, and um, we just decided that you know we we wanted to reconnect a little bit again with with other Christians and see if we um, friends that were you know our age or, or whatever that had mm-hmm. similar beliefs as us because. There's not a whole lot of them that yeah. Sometimes that aren't you, in the church. Sometimes um, you need, you know. I know we reach out to the to the druggies and the homeless people, but sometimes you just need somebody with somebody comedy interest totally to hang even, out. Even 
even if they're not cool just because yeah. they're safe. <laughs> and you can learn something from it. Uh, I've been um, there. <laughs> but uh, it was a beautiful church. Uh, it was right on the beach in Orange Beach. And we figured, you know, even if we don't like what they had to say because we've been hurt so many times or whatever, um, even if we don't like what they had to say, we can at least look out at the ocean while they're talking and, and you know. But it was it was a powerful message, and it um, it brought me to tears. Just the the words that that preacher said that day. I can't even remember what they are now. But you know, at, at that moment, I was I recommitted myself to to living for God. I'd already been uh, baptized, but I got baptized again, um, which I don't think that's. Some people say, you know, you don't have to. Whatever. You can get baptized as many times as you want to. It's just getting dunked in water. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to. You don't even need to do it once. But It's a mikvah in the Old Testament. It's like a cleansing. Yeah. Time yeah. of repentance, refreshing. And there, was you know, couple, symbolic, you know. there was this couple there and um, that was our age, and they were studying. Um, they, they actually had similar backgrounds as us. Um, a lot of... Uh, ungodly behavior for a long time and um anyway he had he can see things sometimes um like he can see i guess auras kind of a little bit or uh how to describe it because i can't see it yeah but um he he said that whenever we got baptized because we got baptized together um before there was like a dark aura around us and then when we came up we were just shining bright white again and um i definitely felt that way so Mm -hmm. you know yeah couldn't argue with them but uh we we studied with them a lot um while we were still living down on the beach and which church was y'all going to uh romar beach baptist church Yeah, I've, I've been a member of Baptist Church, uh, Church of Christ, Methodist Church. I'm, I've been a member of a lot of different kinds. I don't think uh, denomination really matters, and um, I don't think there should be denominations. It, it should just be people in your area that want to study the Bible. Yeah, in your area is a key word for me. Yeah. There's a lot of good churches across the Bay and Daphne. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And Westmobile, I don't live out there. Like, I don't. That's yeah. not our community. Right. You got to thrive with the people. There's people who drive 45 minutes to go to church because they like the music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just say with people that they're not going to see the rest of the week. You have no idea so who these people absolutely are. Absolutely no accountability, and there's absolutely nothing that a church is supposed, to, a church family is supposed to be for you. If you're too far away, you just can't really be a family to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, I mean, we're we're members of the Chickasaw United Methodist Church, um, and they're great. great bunch of people i don't believe everything that they uh you're not gonna find one believe in but um they're good people and they have a good heart for community and that's more than i can say for a lot of other churches that i have been to Mm um so the rest of it doesn't even matter because what's their foundation jesus was the son of god he was sent here to die on the cross for our sins no they don't get everything right but they got the foundation right yeah so i mean you can't be too hard on them because they're people too. Mm-hmm. Well, we've kept the majority of the show just about the foundation in Christ and uh, 
your foundation, Firm Foundation. Um, we do like to, I don't like to talk about conspiracies. Like, you know, I, I use we that term. <laughs> I don't like to talk about conspiracies, but while I have you here, I know you're, you you love to study and, mm-hmm. and read. And you called in during the, the Santos Bonacci show as yeah. well when I had Santos on here talking about Flat Earth. Talk about the foundations of the earth, man. Just kind of get you going for a minute. Um, you're really big into flat earth right now, right? Um, well, I wouldn't say I'm really big into it. I, I've watched a lot of videos. <laughs> He's really big into flat and... earth right now, guys. <laughs> um, okay. What have you found out? Going back to to um, college, one of the last co- classes that I took, and I didn't actually even finish it. I dropped out in the middle of it was uh, physics. Um, it was physics two, and it was a calculus-based physics, but pretty good at math. Um, so I did all the hard math classes that I could. And we got to talking about Einstein and the theory of relativity and everything. And I had a hard time after figuring out what it really was that was being said, but you know, they're, they're teaching you all of these math equations, right? And telling you this is how everything works. Well, the theory of relativity says you can make a math equation for anything you want to. So if you're smart enough to make a math equation to, to tell what something's doing, doesn't mean that it's really doing it for the reason that you think. I, I might be... Um, it came up um, in, in the class the stars, um, whether or not the Earth's spinning, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Because, you know, if it is spinning, there's a lot of physics going on there. Yeah. Um, mathematically speaking, both sets of equations work. Okay, you can, all the ancient devices, like the anti theorem mechanism or whatever, ancient cog and, and little mechanical devices that can tell you where the stars are in the sky mm-hmm. that they were building yeah. in ancient Greece before any kind of electricity yeah. or any kind of anything like that are based on flat earth math for the stars going around in a yeah. circle. Yeah. And they work and they still work today. Yeah. And, a, you can get those grids, <laughs> those uh, star maps and spin them. Right. Each and, month and it'll show you what stars you'll be able to see it. In the I'm sky. not sure what Google uses, but you could probably go on Google whatever the the night sky mm-hmm. is. Yeah, app, yeah. And um you can fast forward and, and go back in time and everything's gonna line up. Yeah. And just And it was done on flat earth? Like how do you know where'd you get that from? Like the flat earth? Well, back when they were being made, everybody thought the Earth was flat. Everybody thought that the stars revolved around. So then they make clocks, basically, that have the position. I know of the that's stars that's the them. thing for me is because the ain't and I'm the ancients believed it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. they they totally like the maps and all the the lore. Everything was that go to the, you'll fall off the Earth, the edge of the Earth, and things sure. like that. Not that it was a globe. Wow, I'll just kick this. Um, but yeah, that, that's one thing for me. It's like the ancient books and the ancients believed it, you know, yeah. I've, for some reason within me, like I've always thought it was legit. Like even as I never bought it, even as a kid, like it was flat, like, uh, but, um, uh, what's funny to me 
But this, the stars is the big one. Yeah. If we're spinning yeah. that fast, but the stars are... And the stars are making perfect circles yeah. every night. Yep. The stars are making perfect circles every night. Right, right around the North Star that doesn't ever move. And I spent plenty of time staring at the stars, yelling at God through the stars or however that worked mm-hmm. out. And, you know, I, I used to have a lot of sleepless nights um, uh, staring up at the stars. And I just couldn't bring myself to believe in my being that the earth was spinning and the stars were stationary. Okay. So what is, what is the deception? Why? Why make the change? Is it because we could read the stars and get on God's calendar that it would take, take us away from nature and away from the way that we, our bodies work aligned with the celestial spheres and to get us off of that? Like most people don't even care about that stuff anymore. Do you think that right. has they something to do with they it? They don't care about that stuff anymore. Yeah, they because did. They, they lived by it at the, because back in the day. Right. They're not used to living by it anymore. Yeah. Even it wasn't even so long ago that people still planted by the moon. You know, really followed. Yeah. Their, no, it works. <laughs> yeah, because right. it works. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how they were told to do it from the beginning. The Hebrews in the Bible, they were told, uh, you know, to keep the they Sabbath to, to rest, they rest on the Sabbath. To harvest. They were told. Everything, and um, <coughs> um, dude, I just totally lost what I was gonna say. <laughs> so, 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 why did, why did they change it? Why? I mean, what does it benefit? Uh, uh, w- okay, but to pull um, us away from studying. I mean, right. you can still study you the stars. To, and... You have to think of it from perspective of who would want to lie to us. Mm-hmm. And the powers that be, well, I mean, the powers that be in the earth, spiritually speaking, is Satan. This is his domain. Yeah. The, the devil is has been given free reign, and he puts little thoughts in people's heads here and there, and they come up with these ideas that they think are just brilliant, but it's really an implant. Um, and one little lie here and one little lie here, it's just the right person is going to say it over and over until it becomes truth and you change the whole dichotomy of everything. You change, you change everything. Yeah. The, if they're okay, if the earth's flat versus if it's a globe that's just spinning in space, going, just happened from nothing from a big bang and a big explosion and everything just happened to magically come together versus a flat earth with a dome on top of it that's obviously a creation. That would that is a big enough reason for you know, that's doubt. That's what that's what he does. He throws doubt in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not a creation, it's just a big ball in the middle of space that just happens. Mm-hmm. And that that would be one reason from the very beginning. And then since now the earth is just a big ball that's floating in space that magically appeared. Well, now all the life on it magically appeared too. So we evolved from bacteria. (laughs) And I've never been able to believe that either. (laughs) I'm like everybody else, man, when it comes to like evolution is like, why aren't monkeys still evolving? Right. I want to see a monkey Show well, because it takes millions half. of years. Well, eventually one of the monkeys is going to 
<laughs> turn into a human, you know. Speaking of millions of years. Don't give them <laughs> guns either, those monkeys there. You know, um, it, it occurred to me not too long ago that, because I, I do watch a lot of a variety of different things, not all flat earth. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's the a lot of people of that are so you, uh, picking apart uh, different what do you call aspects it, uh, of science. An early earther, what it, a young earther? Is yeah. that what they call it? Um, well, I guess, um, yeah, somewhere around there. 6, I mean, I don't years. know exactly um, how long so, a day was during creation, but I do know that the sun wasn't yeah. made until the third day. That's my thing. <laughs> with the, how many days? The, a day is like a thousand years. Right, know? but but the sun wasn't made until there were plants on the earth already. Mm-hmm. So there was already day before there was the sun. What about the scripture that talks about the earth being um, destroyed at one point and was like re- replenished? Do you know that? I, I there's a couple of them. I think people are trying to read too much into it and sound smart mm-hmm. and sell a book. <laughs> to be quite honest, because yeah, in Genesis one, it there's because we put a period in our Bible. Yeah, there's no yeah. You know, there there wasn't any punctuation, so we don't know where the stops in speech would have really even been. But just because the Bible says in the beginning God created the earth and his wow. or the heavens and the earth and his uh <clears throat> um the spirit was hovering over the, the waters of the deep. Well, if God's calling it the deep, is it going to be a little ball of water? It doesn't sound like it would be to me. God's definition of, of deep is probably a lot bigger than we can even comprehend. Um, but that's a, a side point, I guess. Um <clears throat> But people take those two sentences and they say that, oh, well, in the beginning he created the heavens and the earth. And since the next sentence is now his, the, the, shape, the earth was shapeless and without form, and the spirit hovered over the water, the, mm-hmm. the face of the deep. People put too much of a heartbreak in between those two, I think. They're... they're thinking too much about it and not just listening to what God's saying. Because I think that does happen. Yeah, especially if, even if a lot of that stuff is allegory or, you know what I'm saying, metaphors, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Adam and Eve, I mean, I even, there's there's scriptures that you read in Genesis 5 um, that says, it says he made, he made man and called them Adam. He says he made man and female and named them Adam as a people, like this Adamic race. And maybe, mm-hmm. like, and this gets into a lot of stuff, and I've studied from many perspectives of, like, well, the earth is here. He took, he made the garden, and maybe right. that's his dome. This is the, the garden, and, uh, and I'm going to make a people for myself. And there's already people groups out there who created them, where they came from. No idea about all that, but he made a people for his namesake there. And, um, and then they ended up leaving the garden and going out and there was already other people, you know, they mm-hmm. ran into other nations and they looked I've, different. I've heard some of that. It, it, uh, really the thing for me that, that bought me wasn't a documentary or, or listening to anybody else it was just my personal study. That one scripture really, 
at the end of, of the, the the verse where it says he made man and female, he made them male and female and called them Adam. I was like, damn, that's the Adamic race. Mm. He made them and he called well, them Adam, but not just as one man, you know? To to that point, the Hebrew word for man or mankind is Adam. Mm-hmm. So he, to me, that would just say that he called humans humans. Mm-hmm. He named the human race. What about Eve? <laughs> <laughs> Adam named Eve. He called her Eve. Oh, so God called God called him both Adam. <laughs> we God, don't know. We're just, we, we, right. We're <laughs> exploring. We're, specu- we're speculating on. And the what, thing is, what though, God said at the beginning. <laughs> the thing is, and this is what gets me, and I kind of pull my cards out of it. I don't think anybody knows. No. Yeah. So, so to fight you or Kenny, get out of my house. Right. You argue with me over the, you know, yeah. some people, like, there's people who do that, though, because they know they were there. <laughs> the Bible says this. <laughs> this is only what it says. Man, there's so many ways. You wouldn't know that unless you were a Berean, unless you were given over to studying those scriptures and say, look, man, there's a lot more ways to looking at this, and a couple of them make sense. Yeah. A couple of them make sense. Yeah. You know, and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. God's honest truth. There, I don't. I don't think any, I don't know if anybody's right. They may have a piece of it. A piece of it may be right. Sure. This, that, and this, that, and this other guy, his, his theory's a little bit right and on this part. I believe I that. A lot of I believe a little, everybody holds a piece of it. That's right. why, I, that's why I have people on the show like Jordan Maxwell. Sure. They said Jordan Maxwell on certain things, Jordan Maxwell is, is good on, even in the Bible. Like Jordan Maxwell can break that Bible down in a way that you're not going to hear it Sunday morning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in, in, in not that he's right on everything, but it's it's good to approach it from different uh, schools of thought because you're not going to hear it. Right. Like I'm telling you, like one, some people, I, I don't even fool with these people anymore. But the black Hebrew Israelites, man, they taught me how to study the scriptures. Like they taught me how to break the Bible down and improve it with chapter, verses, context. The Christian church taught me to take one scripture out of context and say, while I was a sinner, Christ died for me. Like that's good. I love it. That's great. We just Cut it, close the book. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's what they taught me, and, and that's still part of it. But they taught There's me to like take chapters and chunks, and then re- and then point it back to where it came from. And then you find out nothing in the New Testament was new. Like they're just repeating the prophets, like everything Paul said. I know we know the quotes because they're in italics. Sure. But even more like conversation, he just later re- it's like regurgitating the Old Testament and the prophets, mm-hmm. Jesus and. Paul and and it's it's really interesting to be able to break the Bible down, but you get a, you have you do have a one up on on regular people because they have no idea. They just they're told this is what it is. They believe it. They run with it. Um, they fight you on it, mm-hmm. and so then you have to learn grace because you have <laughs> the knowledge and you, and and have to be trained to hold your tongue and not fight them and not right. get mad because they act like a know-it-all it's a small path and i'm not yeah. you know i'm not going to kick anybody off of it but there's a lot of people that think they're on it that aren't on it and even jesus said that so i mean you know <laughs> well that, yeah. that, that's that's just the humility that to admit that you don't know and it's big for me it's not easy to say you don't know there's people who are looking for you to come to you and they hope that you know mm-hmm. and there's people who are listening to oh, so you don't know that let me go find somebody else who does. That's some, that person's probably gone. Like they, they want answers. 
And so we, you run into pastors or leaders or whoever on YouTube or whatnot who claim to have it up. And if they don't know it, they'll make it up. Mm-hmm. We could just simply present what we know, the things we know without the shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. for us in, anyway, that work for us. And, yeah. and we to share those have things. our experiences that yeah. nobody else has. Yep. And, and nobody can take that away from you, you know, and you're talking about your reality. I'm worried about my reality. Yeah. Like to some people, like they're doing wickedness and wrong stuff blatantly in the Bible, but it's okay to them. Like in their mind, they don't know any better. Right. Um, we look at like, if we want to look at like polygamy and the Mormons and stuff like that, like and having, there's, there's a lot of people marrying, have a lot of wives. Yeah, Marion. I know exactly, right? Not for me. I know that. I know. <laughs> you can't no, even deal with one. I, no. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> but yeah, so then it comes to that. Well, who's right? Yeah, well. According to culture. As long as we can agree on Jesus is the Son of God and he was set here to die for our sins. You know, that's the, that's the thing where I lose a lot of people because they say, keep it simple, brother. Keep it about Jesus. And that's I do. Foundation. It's the foundation. It is. But that's not the base. Because if we mention any other thing, we mention baptism, we mention tithing. Mm-hmm. That's gonna split it. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. see differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it is about Jesus. So so it's okay to build on top of your foundation and to study and to look and to search. And if anybody tells you not to, run. <laughs> run. Yeah, you know they should be encouraging their people yeah, to like, study. I like to, uh, they're scared they're gonna it. leave them though. They yeah. don't get knowledge. But hold on, man, them scriptures you're telling me they're not in the Bible, bro. <laughs> like the Bible, they didn't mean that, man. And you, you know, that's that's happened. I I like to think of it as um, like I'm building my own house. That is my faith, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I can build it any way I want to, and I can use whatever materials I want to use mm-hmm. um, as long as I have the right foundation. But you know, when you're building a house, you're you're gonna look at the bricks. You're not gonna use one that's cracked. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna use one that's too heavy because yeah. there's something wrong with it. You're not gonna use one that's too light. But if you didn't pick that brick up, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you then there's also you gotta study the things that people are teaching you, and you have to relate it back to the Bible. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to keep you have to keep your roots in the Bible, and so you don't get lost down. Any a million different roads you can go. Um, Even biblical teachers can lead you the wrong way if you start following them instead of the Bible that they're preaching out of. Um, Yeah. But you gotta you gotta take what they say, and you know examine each brick individually, and the ones that are fit to put in your house, you put them in your faith house, and the, the ones that aren't, well, they go with rest of the scrap mm-hmm. you, you got to throw them away and you, it's just got to be that simple you can't get hung up on it because then it'll just drag you down trying to fix the brick that's broken yep I mean, there's people you know I, I try to see what works you know yeah. maybe I, ch- I cheated a lot in school you know so I over, so like, what's the answer it's like I want to I'm looking at other people, see what they got. I was the smart people. I know the smart people drop your pencil. Hey, I just let <laughs> me uh, stretch and look. And uh, so I like to look at other people and see if it's working for them. Like yeah. if it's working, and if you're not working, don't come to me and try to tell me how to live my life or what to believe. And it's and your life is a wreck. That's right. where fruit yeah. comes in. Yeah. And you 
have to judge by the fruit. Everybody's a tree. You got to judge the fruit. Um, and that's that. It works. Mm-hmm. But you got to be careful not to judge the man. Judge the fruit. Mm-hmm. The fruit of his labor. Yeah, you know, definitely. Definitely, you're gonna partake of that fruit eventually. You hang around somebody long enough, and uh, just because they come with the Bible, you know, some of these people who have no idea who Jesus is by that name, mm-hmm. they have more integrity Absolutely. and more fruit than a lot of these people in these churches, man. And I can't, I can't, I'd be lying to speak otherwise, yeah. you know, to act like they don't. And people, like people, try to argue me on that. That's not real fruit, bro. That's false fruit. Like, no, nah, I enjoy it. It's an apple, man. <laughs> I enjoy, you know. Oh, God. We got a question. I want to let everybody know that the uh, chat, the phone lines are open. If you guys want to call in, ask Kenny a question or uh, or ask me a question. Uh, Kenny's wife is in the, in the <laughs> chat right now. Yeah. Uh, there was a big thing, and I was a part of it. I would, you know, I did this. I went and burned everything that wasn't of God, anything that didn't have Jesus on it. And then I got to a place where I burned even stuff that had pictures of Jesus on it. This is an idol. He doesn't look like this, you know, I'm burning it. And so you guys had a cleansing. Most people have went through this at some point, but she wants me to ask you about this cleansing that you, uh, (laughs) to reestablish the foundation. Well, I mean, we, we did, we, um, went through, it's funny when you, I get to that, I guess. Um, <laughs> we did. We we went through our house and we burned um, a set of tarot cards that had never been opened because um, they were a gift to my wife from her sister and she didn't want to open them because she didn't want them. So, I mean, it wasn't really a big loss. We, we never opened them. But um, we got rid of that and we got rid of a, a chess set that um, was made out of dragons. I kind of, you know, Maybe I shouldn't have done that one because I like playing chess and I kind of miss it. But, um, you know, I did learn um, from that. You know, you, you learn from everything. If you're not learning, then you're not trying. But um, some things are good to get rid of. Some things, um... <laughs> okay. <clears throat> we were under some pretty heavy spiritual um, attack. I had, I'm remembering now because she's reminding me. In the um, chat. <laughs> yeah. There was one occasion where, well, the, the house that we were living in, it there was other beings there. I mean, I, I don't know how else to, to put that. Aliens. There was <laughs> <laughs> No, probably demons. I think they're different. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. The unseen spirits, not not aliens. Not <laughs> <song>. <laughs> unseen, unclean spirits. Um, but we we did have to cleanse the house, and um, there's a few times that I had to call on Jesus, and and I do believe that they they left. Um, and you know maybe they were coming in some doorways that we had opened or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And we had left unchecked. Um, but, I mean, there was crazy stuff happening. Stuff flying off the top of the fridge. Um, my cat flying through the doorway right in front of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Um, I think she was pregnant. Somebody threw that cat. <laughs> we still have one of her babies. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was weird. Me and, uh, me and Anthony time. talked about that. I'm not Anthony. Me and... Uh, I'm talking about that. Anthony, 
me and uh me and Dano talked about that and uh because we've been through it many times and even looking around somebody says came in the chat a while ago and said true seeker you got a cool room your room looks cool i got a lot of gaming posters uh i've got a deck of tarot cool. cards i've got some you know sacred geometry pendants and pyramids and all kind of little just cool stuff i think it's cool but there, there were times come where i would like when we have you said you guys were under a spiritual attack when you're under a spiritual attack you get to a place you're like I need to get everything out of my life but Jesus. So you start looking around. Like, there would be times where maybe even for those watching on camera, this cup, cup has Monster High, um, Monster um, Teen Dolls for kids with monsters, Frankenstein, vampires, Dracula. You know, I know people who would, they couldn't, they wouldn't drink out of this. They couldn't drink, they couldn't drink out of this, you know. I've been there. I've been there. And you start, and it's not that the, that cup has any power or those cards. We talked about that last weekend. Those tarot cards have any power? Those Christian tarot cards, by the way, um, <laughs> have any power? But you start searching your life, and like, I'm under such attack, or I want more of God, and, I, and it's symbolic. Mm-hmm. God, I want you more than this cup. I want you more than these video games and these posters. And you start getting rid of everything. You know, I'm, I remember my earrings, these plugs. I took the earrings out. I don't want none of this. I just want Jesus, you know, throwing everything away. And I'm not the only one. Many people have been down that path where you're searching your heart and you're looking for stuff that doesn't glorify God because you want to get closer to God. And and that stuff in your life, it's powerful because it's symbolic and it represents something. Not that it has any power to begin with, but uh, maybe if there's witchcraft books or certain things and you're not trying to entertain any of that stuff and, and what you, um, what, you relate those thoughts and what they mean to you. You're getting rid of it. I mean, I've, there's times I've gotten rid of my Manly P. Hall book. Like I got first edition signed books, and mm-hmm. we talked about that too. And I've burnt them. I've gotten rid of them. All kind of stuff. I've lost a lot. And I'm not the only one. Other people have done it. We need to talk about this <coughs> openly. Um, and some of those things. It's, natu- it's, it's natural to feel that way. It's not natural. Regular people don't do that. It's people who God's working on your heart, man. Right. It's the sanctification, inner working. Regular. That sounds and crazy. I, I think it's sometimes a good thing to to do that. Um, it it happens a lot the sometimes. The scripture is a Corinthians that took all of their. Yeah. What are you talking about? The the books. Mm-hmm. All of their Acts, ni- Acts nineteen, eighteen. Okay. Yeah, and that was my scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's not a bad thing to do, but you, you also have to think about that was their religion. They based their beliefs on the tarot cards and the, the witchcraft and yeah. the magic and the things that they were doing. Yeah. If you base your beliefs on it, you probably do need to burn it off. Because yeah. that's not the right foundation. I get accused of that. I get that's, accused that's of that. That's not the right foundation to build your faith yeah, on. Yeah, that's not the foundation. Right. I think uh, I get accused of that, that I don't follow the Holy Spirit, that I follow magic, that I follow Manly P. Hall and these people who I who I do admire for different reasons and I appreciate. Um, I get accused of being a witch. And, you know, I've led those rampages where we burn the books and I've burnt my books on many and many and many occasions. And so I should have something to say at this point about burning books. I've done right. it. And now I have books and they're fine. I leave them, you know, I, I read them from time to time. They got some good stuff in them. 
but it's about having a foundation for one and two, my excuse to have that stuff, to look in those books. Most, a lot of those books have knowledge and information that Jesus and the disciples already had that they knew that we don't have today. You know what I'm saying? That whether yeah. we're talking about the Testament of Solomon, that's, mm-hmm. that's considered a magical writing. That's considered mm-hmm. uh, by the church realm, something you shouldn't look into. Um, mm-hmm. But Solomon, that's referenced through the scriptures, the book of Enoch, that same way, brother, don't read that. That book is going to cause confusion. Open up this, blah, 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 blah. The same thing. Like, this was normal for them. They had this stuff. We don't. Right. We don't have it no more. They've taken all kind of stuff out the Bible and told you this stuff's dead and it don't matter. It doesn't matter and all kind of stuff, man. But there's at least three that are referenced in the Bible. That's a, dude, I got this, like so many. The, the, the book of Jasher and the book of uh, Jubilees. And the book of Jubilees. Some I mentioned, the book of Shemaiah the prophet. The book of Edu the prophet. Who are they? <laughs> right. I want to read that book. Me too. You know Me saying? too. I want to know what it you is. Know? Say. I want to read it. You and can't you know, find a lot of these books, but some of them you still can. And then some of them it's debatable if it's they're legit. But yeah. the same could be said. A lot of times with the Bible, they thought about taking other books out. They almost took Jude out. They almost took James out. Jude, because it referenced the book they took out. Right. Jude references uh, Enoch. Enoch. Yeah. So they almost took it out because they, you know, it, so then you ask yourself, why? They, they took the book of Enoch out because it's totally a flat earth book. And it shows you who they're worshiping. It talks about angels openly. It shows you who they're worshiping, like the elite and the, the universal religions. Yeah. Like it shows you who they're worshiping. Those fallen angels, man. Absolutely. And that's why they took that stuff out. But um, I'm curious about that. I want to know what they had. I don't want nothing more. I want no nothing more than Jesus or nothing more than Peter or Paul. Right. I want what God has for me. But let's just those were some deep individuals. Mm-hmm. Those dudes were deep. Like they knew a lot of stuff. They their practice oh, yeah. was legit. And if we can go back and and know what they knew, I'm cool with that. I don't want nothing now. I don't want no nothing else. But I feel like reading some of the Manly P. Hall or listening to Jordan Maxwell, the way he approaches it, they show you things that we're not shown in Sunday, Sunday school. Yeah. Even some Christians, man, I've been, dude, there's some crazy stuff in the Bible that I've never heard people talk about, you know, in reference. Cause you, you don't have a a frame of reference. You know, the first thing that stood out to me about, um, cause I was into aliens. I was watching the the ancient aliens. Yeah. um, at the same time, well, I mean, one good thing about that show is that's how I even found out about the book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> Wait, there's this book that used to be in the Bible that yeah. talks about angels. Well, let me go and find it and read it. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, there any time that it's talked about how angels come down to earth, the people that they come down to either are physically affected or absolutely, as soon as they see them, know who, what they are, right? So how human-like could they really be? Mm-hmm. Even the, the ones that came to um, Sodom and Gomorrah to get Lot out of the town. Well, they look like men. Did they? Because the whole town knew what they were. Well, they wanted to make love to them. The homosexuals wanted to have their way with them. Yeah, to gain the power over them. Have sex with them. Well, maybe that. (laughs) 
Maybe, maybe that's all. Maybe you know, I'm hey, too in, far into it, in, and that's in, all it is. In is prison, every new person that came to town. Maybe, in prison, that's how you take somebody's power. Yeah. You take their power. You take their manhood from them. You know what I'm saying? And then these new guys came to town. They were wanting to rape them. Yeah. You know? And they were angels. And Lot knew that, look, if you guys take these angels, see, even we're Lot, done. Even Lot knew before they – he knew who they were before they came up to him. He recognized them from afar. Yeah. As being what they were. Yeah. Messengers from God, angels, not mm-hmm. mere men. Mm-hmm. At least that, that's the impression that I got out yeah. of that part. But, oh, yeah. It and then the other, any other time that angels are talked about, usually it's either some weird wheel inside a wheel with four living creatures and, and look like that, beasts and animals. Stuff that you'll never be able to comprehend if you don't actually see it for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Pretty much. Right? I no, mean, it's good to see. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, especially see... when you want to see it, <laughs> that was my problem. <laughs> I started seeing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the seraphim, the fiery chariots. You know what I'm saying? Right. Chariots of fire. Right. right. I, but to see, that's. And you know, it... but who's to tell me not to though? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's to say don't do it, bro? You don't need to know about that. Well, I mean, knowing about it I, is. I encourage exploration, man. Important. You know. I mean, you you need know what you know about can allow you to help somebody else. That, that it's helped me. All the know, all the documentaries you know I mean? on the third eye and how to train your mind and all, mm-hmm. dude. In prayer, it's helped me. Mm-hmm. I've seen manifestation by believing it, willing it, and knowing it. And there's teachings that, in many cases, aren't even Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, Teach you how the mind works and the power of the mind and the conscious thought. It's like the scientific proof proof of our faith coming yeah. from people who don't even believe it. They're explaining what you believe from a scientific standpoint. Yeah. And it's I love it. And I, I can, that's why I bring it back to the scripture all the time. Right. Well, you know, the scripture says right here, blah, 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 these principalities and spirits. You're talking about these entities you see over cities. Well, the Bible talks about principalities. They're over regions. And they have this person I'm talking to has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. They've never read the Bible, you know. But they're saying stuff that's written for thousands of years, you know. Mm -hmm. I love that stuff. Yeah, and it's you know, um, I've been watching a lot of things about aliens and stuff recently. And I guess there's however many different different races that people think Mm -hmm. that there are of them, and reptilians and blue people and whatever. Blue avians. Yeah, Gonzo. And, you know, from the Muppet Babies. Looking at things <laughs> from a flat Earth perspective. Yeah. How silly um, to think that there's beings that came all the way from those little teeny tiny lights that are in the sky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, there's not another planet. If if there's not another planet out there for them to be from. Then where, what else could they be but what the Bible says they are? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that being said, just because they said, well, we came from that star system up there, we we also know that angels have fallen, first of all. So it's possible that that's a fallen angel. Angels were charged with, a, specific angels were charged with each star and to follow them. So who's to say that he's not lion that's that was his station that he left mm-hmm. to come to earth yeah and then any nephilim that come 
from that one that end up being yeah. called Palladian. Well, they did come from there too, because the angel that fell that started them came from there. You know what I mean? So um, there is a biblical way to look at all of it. Um, if you take the time to study the scripture. But yeah, I've studied it from both standpoints. When I started in ufology, was from a Christian standpoint, I only listened to the Christian guys. Lynn Marzulli, um, Guy Malone, there's so many names that hours and hours and hours, probably almost six months of it, yeah. listening to only the Christian guys. And I was like, you know what, let me listen to some of these other people who they've been mentioning. They're people on the other side. And I started listening to them. It's like, wow. I feel like these guys approach it from a non-biased standpoint. The Christians have a bias. There's a, mm-hmm. a war going on, and there's demons that are trying to kidnap them and stuff like that. Like, what if there's more to it? I think so it's, just I listening think it's way more than than just that. <laughs> oh man, you got spirits. You got you got right. neutral you, spirits. Yeah. You got all kinds I, of I wouldn't stuff call I wouldn't call aliens demonic at all, personally, because if they're physical, they're not a demon. Mm-hmm. First of all, what the demon want wants to get in your body, right? I think your wife's calling. Yeah, she might be. <laughs> <laughs> we do have. A, uh, we're gonna jump to the phone lines here real quick. We only got a few minutes left. We've been going kind of for a while, but I'm gonna jump to this first call here. We got a call coming in from uh, it says Northeast New York. Caller, who's hey, with? hey guys, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up? What's up? This is Ray, man. It's my first time calling in. I was just like, man, this chat is too cool. I gotta, I gotta call in and say hi. What's up, guys? <laughs> no, sorry, I'm not your wife, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. She, she's the next caller down. <laughs> Thank, uh, maybe, maybe not. It could, be, it could be somebody else. Well, I yeah, wanted man, to like... To Thanks, man. Thanks. I just wanted to backtrack a little bit, Kenny, to what you were saying about building a house uh, out of faith. Um, I was in El Salvador, and I met this pastor from Guatemala there. He gave us his testimony, and he heard God tell him one day, Hey, you need to, you're going to build a church. And this guy is like the poorest guy in, in like super poor, right? Like has no money, but he's like convinced, like I got to build this church, but he's kind of afraid, like, okay, I'm just going to save some money in the meantime. And then I'll build a church, whatever. Um, but his wife is like, no, God told you to build a church. Go to the, go to the, the, the home, not the Home Depot, but like the, the hardware store and just see what happens. God told you God's going to do something. And the guy's like, well, all right, all right, I'll go. He goes goes to the hardware store, ends up the hardware store is owned by one of his best friends from high school, hasn't seen the guy in forever, tells him what his plan is. The guy is like, you know what? Let me donate everything. I'll be happy to build this church for you. Boom. <laughs> building, building a house out of faith, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's the best yeah. way to build it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, sometimes <laughs> – yeah, I mean, sometimes listening to our wives is like the right thing to do, right? <laughs> God gave sometimes. them to, gave them to us for a reason, right? <laughs> but yeah, um, and going back to what you guys were saying about the uh, your house and having all that, all those things. My cousins, um, they did a, uh, um, what's it called, um, with the table, the Ouija board. And yeah. for years afterwards, it was just nonstop like for years and they, they, they didn't think like my uncles and my, my uncle and I, and like the rest of my family, they didn't think too much like, Oh no, it's whatever. It's just, it's just, it's just nothing. But then they started noticing that people were changing and personalities were changing and, and health was, was losing and like you know, health was falling and all those bad things were happening. And I remember sleeping over a couple of times and being the like 
scared to go to sleep. Just <laughs> flat out scared. Like, and like I think at my other cousin's house, it wouldn't be the same way. I was always wondering why this was until I got old enough and parents told me that they actually had to ex- exercise at house or however way you say it, and they pretty much had to actually had to leave the house completely because the spirits in there would just – they were just taken over. It was it was ridiculous. I mean, it's it's not a joke. It's no game. Definitely isn't a joke. Yeah, uh, that, not, that's one thing that I've never um, messed with was a Ouija board. Uh, my my friend kept trying to get me to when I was a kid, but I just never did. And I would I would um, personally advise anybody that if you're gonna ask for answers. <laughs> From a piece of wood, expect responses, not from a good place. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. The way I see it, it's just, I mean, there's so much deception in that, in the dark entities. I mean, how can you expect a correct answer? How can you expect something good to come out of that? I mean, okay. it's just deception on top of deception. Right. You have to test whatever you, you get against the Bible. There there has to be a plumb line and it has to be God. And you have to Oh absolutely. You can get absolutely from, you can get some truth from a whole lot of evil people. But huh. if it doesn't and it'll test up against the word of God. But you can go to a holy man and he him tell you something that's totally against the Bible. It's really crazy. That's so true. I was actually listening to something like a pastor who just kept contradicting himself and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, the way I see it is it's, it's the Holy Spirit. I mean, I, I can go out and, like, I research a lot. Like, I listen, I listen to Truth Seeker a lot. You know, I've become a fan recently, and I love listening to people. Like, I go to the higher side chats, and I listen to what they got to say because I feel like I have to draw this information in. But at the same time, I'm also asking the Holy Spirit, is this valid? Is yeah. this truth? Is, does, it, yeah. does this have weight? And, and honestly, yeah, like, I get it. Yeah, and I get I get answers, and like it's it's got it's become very interesting. Like for example, one thing that I it like blew my mind was the electric universe theory, and how it's not necessarily like we've got like like the whole theory of relativity and like quantum is just like just like it's just not even real. Like it, but if you look at things from the electric universe perspective, it's like a lot of things that we were confused about start to make sense, and not only considering the fact that we're all made up of these electromagnetic bonds and. I just think that I feel like by examining the like the some of the um, miracles that God did in the Bible through the electric universe perspective, I think that a lot of this, like, those things make sense. Like uh, I think it was Peter who was teleported to the uh, Ethiopian just in, in the middle of the road. I mean that's teleportation in the Bible right there. I mean how how is that not like high level science? You know that's the highest level of science that we could possibly imagine is literally within God's grasp. And so that's kind of went on a tangent there. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's funny that, that, that uh, you relate that back to that. I like to go to like light body meditation and there's meditation that where you can go so deep lining your chakras, meditating, right. And they, you can turn your body into light and travel. Like you can travel uh, like a star. You know, and there's certain yogis and the legends and stuff that were said to do it, and and it comes from Egypt as well. Like it was in Egypt, and uh, the uh, you know what I'm saying, wheels of light, interesting breath. You know what I'm saying, yeah. breath meditation. I think that Jesus knew that stuff, bro. I think these yeah. spent hours in meditation, bro. When they, you know what I'm saying, when they did, when they prayed, stuff happened. When they laid hands on people, they knew what to do. They knew what sickness was. They knew 
the, the power. I mean, even water. Let's look at water. The whole yeah. There's a, there's a whole documentary about water. Our bodies are made up of what is it? Nine eighty percent water. Like uh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and it's, it's alive. It's you know what I'm saying. Water is living. It's it's moving. And uh, and 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 water holds frequencies and thoughts and memory. And there's whole documentaries on this stuff. And it the music affects water. Yes, the music is so important. There's water and sound. I mean, it gets it gets <laughs> so deep, man. I did the uh, Dr. Emoto rice experiment, and it's in the oh. water documentary. Mm-hmm. It works. I it it does it does. Okay, so I did that a little bit differently, but with a tree. So hear me out. So I was living in Florida, and I noticed that the tree right in front of my apartment complex was, like, newly green, freshly green. This is, like, right after the winter. So, like, the tree – like, this, this, these trees here, like, lost some leaves. Um, so this tree just was newly green. It's, the spring is barely, barely starting, and everything else is dead. And my, one of my buddies mentions it, like, hey, man, look at your – Look at look at look at your place. Like your like right in front of your place is where this tree is alive. And I'm thinking to myself, that's because there's so much love in my house. And that's because like my wife and I are working hard to create this beautiful relationship. And I think that that's literally radiating out. And I and I, I really do believe that. So I I decided, you know what? Let's see if that Dr. Emoto is true. I went up to the tree across the street, and I said, Aaron, since we can see the street from the ha- from the apartment. Every time you see it, pray for it. Every time you walk by it, tell it you love it. Every time you get close to it, touch it and, and pray and say, I love you. So we did it. Two days later, that thing was fully green, new leaves everywhere. Everything else on the street, dead still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my yeah. friend saw that too. He my friend is not a believer. <laughs> he saw that. He was like, what? <laughs> that actually just happened, man. Yeah. I mean, when you see in the scriptures when he prayed, when Jesus prayed for the blind man, and he saw he got a little vision back, and the first thing he said, "I see men as trees," you know. <laughs> wow, and, and you know what you said I about mean, Jesus you know, um, going going to Jesus and talking about the light. Um, yeah, I think I think one of my favorite things about Jesus is the fact that the man literally went super saiyan in front of the apostles. Like he literally started radiating light, became powerful. Like <laughs> right, right. But like he became powerful, showed them like a, a tiny piece of his glory, stopped, and then said, "This is not how I'm going to save you guys." And then gave himself up. I think that's that's to me is the epitome of love is to show that you have the power, but to do something that is just sacrificing yourself instead of becoming the powerful one is, I think that's like the ultimate love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what, you know what's deep about that for me? Like that was the first time that he brought them up to where he would go to pray and meditate and spend time with God. Uh, He brought, was it three of them? I think. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. James, Peter and and James, John and Peter. He brought yeah. him up there to the Mount of Transfiguration. He he went there a lot. Uh, he went yeah. into caves and on top of caves. Who who does that? Christians, you <laughs> know, they do that over in the east. They go on top right. of a mountain to pray, or they'll go into a pray. They'll, uh, they'll go into a mountain. Mm-hmm. I think he did that every every time he went and prayed, bro. I think when he went away to pray, that he was communing with Moses and Elijah and those who went before. I think they were teaching him. And oh, man. Him. And I, I read that. And I read that. And huh. I was like, you know what? What, what? You know what I'm saying? What's happening in his meditation? Then I was watching Star Wars. 
I don't know. Yes, I was going to say, they're like Jedis. They're like the Jedi Force ghost. <laughs> yeah, at the very end of Star Wars, bro, uh, like um, um, Obi-Wan was being led by, by Yoda mm-hmm. into the sun, sunset. He's like, where are we going? He's like, look, follow me. And, and, and while I'm watching this, Qui-Gon Jinn is my favorite. Qui-Gon Jinn represented Jesus to me. Mm-hmm. He said, look, I'm going to teach you how to commune with your master who has gone on before you. He said, Qui-Gon? I put that in one of my songs. It's at the end of one of my songs. <laughs> and I was like, I like, what if Jesus, bro, when he was meditating and praying and for hours, not for 10 minutes, for hours, watching and praying, uh, fasting and praying, angels definitely showed up. I think that he was communing with them. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think we can do it. That's just the only time we was able to see, like, the cameraman followed him up yeah. to the mountain. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. I I enjoy what you guys are doing here so much because I mean what you guys are talking about is <laughs> it's it's important to listen to you know like with so much <clears throat> so much false information out there and just to have a place where we're really digging for the truth and really digging to just really discover something beautiful like this is beautiful you know. Yeah, dude. Thanks for the support, man. I appreciate it and uh, stay uh, linked yeah, in you. with us, man. Reach out. Absolutely. Always, brother. Much love. All right. God bless, bro. Shalom. God bless. Take care. Awesome. Ray, thanks for calling, bro. Just give a shout out to everybody, too, um, in um, in the chat, even the trolls. I can't tell if somebody's trolling. Somebody's talking, like, giving, like, all this testimony stuff in the chat, and then they're asking if they can order some meth. (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of weird yeah. but yeah uh meditation man god is good brett stacy uh ali we had ray um liano i don't know how to pronounce that but he checks in danny uh christy lee carolyn careful carpenter andrew jackson shout out to all my people holding us down in the uh, chat room dc in carolina um danny yeah all you guys thank you guys for holding us down in the chat it makes us a lot more fun too um, jump to this next call. I'm assuming we know who this is, but we got a caller from uh, South Alabama. Who are we speaking with? Hi there. Uh, my name is Robert Gardner. I'm from Gulf Shores. I know Kenny and Allie and uh, just love them to pieces. Kenny is a great young man of God, and I'm so happy uh, to see him doing this. Allie uh, gave me a little... Uh, uh, personal message there on Facebook, and I thought I'd tune in before I went to bed. And I'm uh, just so happy to see you guys exalting Jesus Christ and, you know, just the wondrousness of God, how he is so far beyond our understanding. And it uh, it does my old heart good <laughs> to see your generation carrying this torch. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> How have you been? It's been a long time. <laughs> oh, been doing good. Uh, you, uh, you know, uh, way back a while, uh, I got into the pseudepigraphica when I uh, dialed in. Y'all were talking about the book of Enoch, you know, and uh, Jesus called himself the Son of Man, you know, because of that book and others that uh, uh, the people were reading in that day in ancient Judea. And uh, those were some wonderful books. They weren't scripture, but they were wonderful. You know, it's like Billy Graham 
writing a book on angels. Good stuff, not the Bible, but really good stuff that we can learn from. And uh, it's good to learn from those things and learn with discernment from it. And I'm so happy to see you guys digging in. Amen. Um, well, so, you know, this is actually the associate pastor of that church in Orange Beach that um, I was yeah. telling you about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where I, and it was his sermon um, that brought me to tears that, that day. Um, so <laughs> All things work together, got, man. He's got a real special place in, in me and Allie's um, yeah, heart. And definitely. We're definitely thinking about y'all a lot, and, uh, and we love you, brother. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, brothers. I just wanted to give y'all a word of encouragement. Um, you know, it's uh, it's an amazing world, and it's uh, it's much more than any of us can ever grasp. And eternity, oh okay. my, it's, it's even more than that. We we see through a glass dimly, even in this present world. And that which is to come is so awesome. And Jesus is responsible for getting us there. And I am so happy. I am so happy. It just about makes me weep to see guys your age going at this. And uh, y'all just keep the faith, brothers, and uh, uh, keep on persevering and fighting the good fight and doing the good works. Do not grow weary of doing good. Thank you so much. And in God's name and in Jesus' name, I just bless you and hope you all will keep on doing the things you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. It was a stamp of approval, man. Yeah. You know, kind of seals the, <laughs> seals the deal. You give your story, and then, uh, you know, when's the last time you talk to him? Um, we're still friends on Facebook, um, but last time I talked to him, I don't know, it's been maybe a year since we've been down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the last time we went cool, cool. to that church, but. It's awesome to know to um we don't live for acceptance, we don't live for the applause of men. Right. And we have to learn that out quick. <laughs> Especially if you're on stages like I I learned the hard way of when yeah. the applause is there and when it isn't and stuff. So right. maybe it's a little bit different from like when I say it I like really mean it because yeah. I've had the literal applause of people and it's intoxicating, you know, but you have to learn that you don't live by the approval or the applause, but when you have someone of um, he has some age on him, he's a generation uh, ahead who can smile down and uh, and and gracefully say, "You have the torch, keep running with it," and kind of smile upon what you're doing. We don't live for the other men's approval, but it helps. It helps the people to kind of link arms, which is, yeah, "Hey, it's encouraging. You're doing a good job, man. It makes, it makes you want to keep pushing. Don't give up." Yeah. Just something that small. Yeah. Encouraging word. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Hey man, don't give up, bro. You're doing a heck of a job. Yeah. You know, that that's simple. That's, that doesn't take a lot, but to to go out of your way and make sure you're doing that, you know, um, it goes you don't know what people are going through. Some people think about giving up, you know, they think their message is falling upon death ears. They don't get a response, you know. Mm-hmm. Keep at it, man. God's called you to it. Keep doing it. And uh, you have to, and I said a prayer a long time ago that I would show up and do these concerts and things for three people like it was 10,000, you know, and I I meant it when I said it. And I had to, you know, hold to that and and know that it's not about 
the numbers or it's not about sure. the the admiration or the money. Like mm-hmm. there's all kinds of stuff that comes in with it. Like all of this is a part of it. It's tools and things like that. So you can't like just deny any part of it. Applause does come. Mm-hmm. Gratitude does come. Pats on the back do come. People turning their back on you does come. It's all a part of it. Yeah. And so just some, a little word of encouragement, man, can go a long way for people. And uh, like you said, that was powerful. Not do not grow weary in well doing. So many of us, man, like I've gotten very close. I've, I've been there. You know what I'm saying? And it's and sad. I, it, it seems like sometimes the more you try to help other people outside your family and outside of your church family or whatever, like the more isolated you become because you're not out. Nobody's with you. You know. Yeah, especially if it's friends, you can just, you know, I say you just imagine, but you're linked in with me for a reason, you know what I go through, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they they will flat up tell me that what I'm doing is not working, but they don't know. They don't get the inboxes. They don't not get, working for them. It's not working That's for them. Fine. Yeah, they got their That's thing. Fine. They got their pastors they follow and yeah. their leaders and their ritual and regiment. I'm going for the people who don't. Yeah. And uh, and people, people see that, you know, so it's encouraging on any level it's encouraging for you i mean for for you to support me and to link in with me and, and let me know you believe in me and you know we don't agree on everything it doesn't matter it doesn't you're not going to agree with everybody on anything you know right. and, and to, to see past that that's right. wisdom to better move past that not to be like you know what can two walk together unless they agree nope All right bible says go my separate <laughs> way because you don't believe in the flat earth or or you don't believe in the scripture is clear on flat earth and you refuse it, you reject it. Yeah. I, I've dealt with those people. And that's why I, I, it sounds funny. Like, you know, whenever you tell somebody, whenever you tell somebody, what is it? I can't remember who it was that said, but it's easier to convince, to lie to somebody, to convince somebody of a lie than it is to convince somebody that they've been lied to. You know, and about the whole flat earth thing it would be kind of on par with saying, no, that that color that you call blue, well, I'm sorry, you were taught wrong. That's mm-hmm. really green. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just totally against your yeah. earliest beliefs, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, the New Age religions, it, it's real funny, scientifically, we're opposite of what um, ancient cultures were. They were smart. They knew math. They could figure things out a whole lot better than we ever know. But we still can't figure out how they built some of the things they built. Yeah. But um, scientifically, we were kind of opposite of them. Like we have our set of this is how everything was, and they have their set of this is how everything is. And spiritually, we're going back to what we think they were into spiritually. When we don't even really know, <laughs> we only know what the last record of the winner was and what their spirituality was. You know what yeah. I mean? We, we're, we're looking back to the history to try to learn lessons and not understanding what we're looking at because there's nobody to explain it to us. You know, it's real dangerous to pick up something in the middle of a field and make a 10 page essay about how it got there. You know, because you weren't there when it was written. You weren't there when 
the people were practicing. But you can you can write that essay on the effects of your life. You picked it up and what it did to you, sure. what it did for Absolutely. you, how you your life changed, Absolutely. and uh, and how it can change other people's lives. Yeah. I think you can own that because mm-hmm. it's your truth. You know what I'm saying? I think 100 percent, a million percent. You can, you can. That's what this show's based on. Your experiences, your account. I don't like to get into theories that we can't prove. Yeah. Because I can't. I right. can't. There's, there's no but the that. things we can prove that are tangible, we can bring to the table, man. Faith, love, hope, charity. You know. And even some of the even deeper things, I think there's ways to prove it. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, so I like to get into some of that. And uh, and I'm passionate about it for a reason, you know. But um, it's about making it tangible, you know. And I do like that stuff. That's why I have to be careful because I do like it. Right. And it'll pull me down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it is Santos. <laughs> I've been down many a rabbit hole. <laughs> pull Santos down a rabbit hole. Santos, bro, he was – I don't know. How long you've been checking his workout? But he was—he's laughed at now because of flatter. Nice, he has a yeah. huge following, yeah. but it was a lot bigger. And uh, that flat Earth. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's—it's it's one of those things that's uh, not popular. People don't yeah. like. Uh, but but if it's his thing, it's his thing. If yeah. it calls him, we can't right. worry about the following. You know. I mean, if you're about the truth and you find out yeah. something's true, then you yeah you have got to be on. about the truth. Yeah, and that was the thing with me. Cause you're a hypocrite. People say that people say that about me. Or oh, you refuse to get into flat Earth because you know it'll split, it'll marginalize your fan base. And I, but I can't prove it. I, I, nobody can prove it. I can't prove yeah, it. We can talk I about can it, prove it. I can tell you that I can go down to Mobile Bay and look all the way across it and see things that I shouldn't be able to see on that planet. That's what I can tell you. I can tell you that their math and what they tell you is true is just not true. Mm-hmm. That's all I can tell you. I can yeah. only poke holes in their flaw. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. I can only poke holes in their theory. I can't yeah. prove anything. Formulated because I can't. Yeah. I can't get high enough to take a picture of the whole thing either. So you know. <laughs> well, hey man, I've enjoyed this talk. Essentially, this podcast was founded upon um, hanging out with with brothers on the phone for hours, having an interesting conversation, and be like, man, I wish we would have recorded this. Man, somebody needs to hear this. I wish we can so much you know, discussion. And that's why I started this podcast. And so essentially what you guys are hearing now is two brothers hanging out and talking and uh, you get to, you get to listen in on the conversation and be a part of it as well. Uh, see some more, more people jumping in on the chat. Daniel Acre, he says, hi, what's going on? Brett Stacy says, brother Wayne, it's funny you mentioned that. I'm thinking about interviewing brother Wayne. <laughs> Probably should have did that for the hundredth episode. But um, thinking about interviewing Brother Wayne, that would be very interesting if that happens, do a whole interview with him. Um, Ray says he was there for the Santos talk, no doubt. So with that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. Thank you guys for uh, supporting my work and what I do. Do you have any links? If anybody wants to link up with you on Facebook, you're on social media. I have a Facebook, but um, I don't check it very often. <laughs> yes, you check, you check we're, Facebook. We're kind messenger. of trying to unplug yeah. So to speak, you know, um, and and practice what I preach. Help the people around me instead of getting caught up with what's happening on the other side of the world. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that's for everybody. I'm not saying Facebook's bad. I have it. It's just my name, Kenny Rideout. Um I may or may not, you know, answer answer 
Nothing personal. I'm just not on there very much. <laughs> Look him up, guys. Kenny, Kenny Ryder. Y'all check out his links. Uh, like I said, if you guys want to support my work, um, uh, patreon.com backslash true sleeker. Uh, it would mean a lot if you guys can support me. If you believe in what I'm doing, keep me going, man. Thank you guys to everybody that's supporting this. People are coming out the woodwork. I'm blown away that people pre- appreciate the music and they like the podcast and the discussion. Uh, it's really cool. A lot of new stuff there, too. School of the Mystics, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central. That's tomorrow night. All the information on the website. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. I love you guys. Peace. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm glad I did the phone line. Goodbye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.